Welcome to Goop Tales, a storytelling podcast for children, created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the creator and author of Goop Tales. And here we are on episode 101 with Jelasina. So firstly, I want to thank Aminata. Aminata wrote in and said, Hi, Maria. My name is Aminata, and I love your Goop Tales. One of my favorite Goop Tales is Very Vain, and I have two Goop Tale names for you. The first name is... Jalasina, and the second name is Rina Rude. Bye! I think we've all experienced jealousy from time to time. And we may have known, or know, a Jalasina or two, so I could absolutely relate to this goop. Thank you, Aminata, for this idea. And if you want to see the real photos that go with this story inside the pinball machine, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 101. And you can also download a free coloring page for Jelasina at that web address. Now, I'm going to warn you that this episode of Goop Tales, because it's 101, I just decided that I needed to do things a little bit differently, kind of shake things up a little bit. So I'm not going to give the spoiler right now. You're going to find out at the end of the episode. And then I'm going to circle back with you after this ends. And we're going to see what you thought. All right, let's get into the story. In the previous episode of Goop Tales, we met Smasham and Breka, vivacious Goop twins who love to break things. While swinging from Christmas lights, they drop into a deep manhole and pop out in Egypt. A very smart cobra tells them that the ghost mummy of Cleopatra isn't happy they broke her sphinx, and she will not stop chasing them until they are locked below the pyramid. Fortunately, Scales, the cobra, is on their side and helps them find their way back to Goop World while avoiding Cleopatra. Breka and Smasham couldn't wait to get back to Goop World so they could tell Jelasina about their time in Egypt. But she was stuck inside a pinball machine. Stay tuned to find out how she got there and what she needs to do to escape. Goop Tales, episode 101. Jelasina gets trapped in a pinball machine.
Jelicina was so very, very spunky. She would move and dance just like a little monkey. Her energy had no bounds. When she was around, you would hear her sounds. But there were times when she grew green. Jealousy would overtake her and she made a scene. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very spunky little goop girl named Jelicina. Jelicina was a social butterfly who enjoyed going to parties and events and having loads of friends. She had a lot of energy and would often organize dance parties with the other goops so they could play fun music and dance together. There was a summer when she organized a week-long dance party. It started on a Sunday and ended on a Saturday. It was set up with six of her favorite goops so they could have the party at a different house every day. Day one was at Jelicina's house, of course. She was the organizer, after all. She played techno dance music, and they all danced for hours. Until Jelicina's mother told the guests it was getting dark and that it was time to head home. Day two was at Excitabelle's house, and she selected African beats. The guests loved this, and groove all day long. Day three was at I'll Do It's house. He set up his whole yard with little haystacks and toy horses and threw a country-themed dance party. The goops did the electric slide until it was time to slide on home. Day four was at Bossy Lena's house. She had just learned a new hip hop dance and spent the entire afternoon teaching it to everyone. Day five was at Jinxum's house. He made up a new dance called the Jinx. And every time he did a specific dance move, everyone else had to follow and say, Jinx. While they did it. Jinx. 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 Day six was at Balfred's house. He had everyone dance the swim while he cried an ocean of tears into his wading pool just for fun. <laughs> Day seven was a fancy party at Very Vane's house, where they all danced the tango until they could tango no more. The dance party was a phenomenal success, and Jelicina couldn't have been prouder. Soon, 
The rest of the Goops were asking her to organize dance parties for them. This was the Jealousina that was loved and celebrated by all the Goops. But she wasn't always like this. Jealousina had a whole other side. It was her very, very jealous side that took over when she got jealous of another goop. Jealousina always carried a little purse with a pair of dark sunglasses in it. If she was feeling particularly jealous, she would put on her dark sunglasses hoping that the other goops couldn't see the jealousy in her eyes. This didn't work because the other goops could see right through this act. And in fact, the sunglasses were a giveaway that she was feeling jealous. Once, Jealousina bumped into Wonty and Wynati as she was walking to the chocolate shop. They stopped to chat with her, and Wonty and Wynati told her all about how they had been invited to a playdate at Perfecta's house, and they had just bought some chocolate to take along. Look at this beautiful bag of milk chocolate balls. Perfecta will love it, said Wonty. I'm so excited to give it to her, chimed in Wynati. Jealousina immediately went into jealous mode. She was jealous of the milk chocolate balls, and she was even more jealous of the playdate that she hadn't been invited to. She whipped out her sunglasses and stared at the milk chocolate balls and said, Those don't look very good. Both Wonty and Wynati frowned, shook their heads, and then walked away. This made Jealousina even more jealous. But what could she do? Jealousina was very good friends with I Dare You because she loved to do whatever he dared her to do. One day at school, during lunchtime, I Dare You pulled a banana out of his lunchbox. He did not want to eat it, so he decided to get rid of it in a dare. He turned to Jealousina. Jealousina, I have a dare for you. A dare? What is it? Said Jealousina with anticipation. A dare to eat this banana without using your hands, said I dare you. Oh, let me try, let me try, chimed in let me try, before Jealousina could even say a word. It's my dare, said Jealousina, who was quickly growing jealous. At this point, Lummy Try had leaned over the table and was using his teeth to peel the banana. A whole crowd of goops was watching. Jealousina immediately grew jealous. This was her dare, and Lummy Try had hijacked it. Jealousy crept up from her toes and worked its way through her body all the way to her head. She could feel it. She pulled out her sunglasses to hide her jealousy 
but that didn't work. Oh, you're just jealous, said Tiza in a sing-songy voice. This made Jealousina even more frustrated and jealous. The jealousy in her got bigger and bigger. And pretty soon, her big, dark glasses grew larger and larger as they filled with jealousy. Soon, you could no longer see Jealousina behind her sunglasses. Where is she? said an alarmed Tiza. Tiza pulled away the enormous dark sunglasses only to find that Jealousina had disappeared entirely. Chapter 2 Jealousina felt herself shrinking behind her oversized sunglasses. She felt jealousy taking over her entire body. Her feet, her legs, her torso, her arms, and finally, her head. By the time the jealousy overtook her head, Jealousina could feel herself crumbling, literally falling apart. And then she just melted. She was small and invisible, and everything around her was dark. Jealousina felt minuscule, as if she were standing in a huge black hole. It was so, so quiet. She stood there, perfectly still, not sure what else to do. Then she heard a clacking sound, followed by a ding-ding sound. And suddenly, the area around her began to light up. There were lights in front of her, beside her, and behind her. And they turned on and off, on and off. All of a sudden, a large silver ball flew by, almost knocking Jealousina off her feet. <clears throat> Darling, you really must watch yourself, or Speedball will take you down, said a very regal-sounding voice. Jealousina looked around in astonishment. She couldn't see anyone else. She saw bright colors of yellow and red. She was surrounded by lit-up pinball bumpers that looked like large mushrooms. Looking down at her feet, she saw small hearts and spades. She was stepping on a little red heart. Oh, darling, don't step on my heart, please, said the regal voice again. My queen, don't be so melodramatic, another voice boomed out. My king, I thought you were taking a nap. I was just conversing with this little visitor we have. She was nearly knocked over by speedball. Come over here, my dear visitor. Let us take a look at you, said the queen. Over where? said Jealousina. Look up 
We are at the top of the machine, responded the queen. The, the top of the machine? asked Jalousina. Yes, darling. You are in a pinball machine. Did you not know that? However did you get in here, said the queen. Before Jalousina could respond, there was another clacking sound. And then the ding, ding, ding started again. Speedball came flying by Jalousina. She watched as the silver ball flew all over the place. Up and down it went, bouncing off the brightly lit up mushroom-shaped bumpers. Ding, ding, ding went the pinball machine until it finally settled down and the lights stopped flashing. Come visit us now, darling. Top of the machine, please. Just walk straight up towards my voice. We will have a bit of quiet time before Speedball starts up again, said the queen. At this point, Jalousina was shaken and scared, and she would take whatever help she could get. She picked up her little purse that had fallen from her hands and made her way to the top of the machine towards the voice of the queen. Down here, said the queen. Jalousina looked down to see a queen of hearts and a king of spades. They were the ones that were speaking to her. Well done, my dear. You have made it here unscathed by speedball. A pinball machine is not an easy environment for one like you to survive in. There aren't too many quiet moments around here. So I'm in a pinball machine? I don't even know how I got here, said Jalousina. My darling, you must have done something. You couldn't have just landed here for no reason, said the Queen of Hearts. She was probably naughty, said the King of Spades. Jalousina burst out laughing. <laughs> I'm not naughty, King of Spades. I just get jealous sometimes. That's all, said Jalousina. I can understand. I get jealous too, especially of my lovely queen here. Everyone seems to prefer hearts over spades, sighed the king. Jalousina laughed again. I like you. I like you both, she said. Happy to hear that, my dear, said the Queen of Hearts. We like you too, don't we, King of Spades, said the Queen. Why, yes, yes, we do, responded the King of Spades. In fact, we like you so much. I think we should give you fair warning as to where you are and what could happen in here, said the Queen of Hearts in a more serious tone. Fair warning? What could happen in here? Asked Jalousina. Yes, yes. As I said earlier, you are inside a pinball machine, but you aren't meant to be in a pinball machine. The moment Astrid sees you, I don't know what will happen, 
but I have no doubt she will get obsessed with you and want to go after you, said the queen. Astrid? Obsessed with me? said Jelasina in a cautious voice. Before the Queen of Hearts could answer her, the clacking sounds started again, and all the lights started flashing and speedball whizzed by, knocking Jelasina flat on her bum. Chapter 3 Jelasina landed with a thunk, and before she could stand up again, she heard the clacking start all over. My dear, quickly, quickly, over here, said the Queen of Hearts. The clacking and the ding, ding, dinging grew louder and louder. Get beneath the bright yellow bumper before Speedball comes again. Now, now, said the Queen. Jelasina looked around and saw the mushroom-shaped bumper she quickly moved over to it and squished beneath it. Just as she did, Speedball bounced off the bumper, but he was unable to hit Jelasina, who was tucked underneath. Stay there, out of sight, until things settle down, said the Queen of Hearts in a comforting voice. Speedball continued to bounce around the pinball machine hitting bumpers and lights, and causing the point score to go up and down. Every time he came flying into the machine, there was a clattering sound, followed by the ding, ding, dinging. Jelasina stayed crouched beneath the mushroom-shaped bumper and waited patiently. She was very grateful for the queen's advice. If she hadn't been hidden beneath the bumper, where Speedball couldn't touch her, she would have been knocked down again and again. Finally, she heard a young boy say, Take that, Astrid! And then all was silent. Jelasina didn't dare move. She stayed perfectly still, barely breathing. After a few minutes, she heard the Queen of Hearts say, We have some quiet time, darling. You can come out now. Jelasina ducked down and out and moved from beneath the bumper. And then she stood up and stretched. Oh, that feels good. I don't know how much longer I would have been able to stay there, she said. Well, Tommy never plays for too long just long enough to outdo Astrid's score. Astrid is the one you need to be wary of, said the queen. Who is this Astrid? And who is Tommy? asked Jelasina. Oh, my dear, come closer and let me tell you a story, said the queen of hearts. Oh, here we go, said the king. The queen ignored him. Jelasina walked across a few spades and over to the queen. Sit down, darling, said the queen. Jelasina sat down, and the queen told her all about Tommy and Astrid 
and their little sister Petunia. The queen told Jelicina that she was inside of a pinball machine that belonged to a brother and sister named Tommy and Astrid. Tommy was 10 years old and Astrid was eight. They had a younger sister, Petunia, who was four, but she didn't play with the pinball machine. They all lived in a very large house in Budapest with their parents. Their parents traveled all the time and weren't often at home. They had lots of important work to do in lots of important places, and they moved all over the world. For the last year they had lived in Budapest, their parents bought Tommy and Astrid a pinball machine after they visited the pinball museum in Budapest and Astrid begged for a pinball machine. Please, mommy, please, daddy, please. I will never ask for anything else ever again. Because their parents traveled so much, Tommy and Astrid were given quite a bit of independence. They were often left on their own and could do as they liked. They had a nanny, but she herself was very busy looking after Petunia and was on her phone quite a bit of the time. When their parents traveled, Nanny made sure that Tommy and Astrid got fed, got to school, and got to bed on time. But other than that, she let them roam free while she roamed after Petunia. You may think this sounds very fun for Tommy and Astrid, but let me assure you it is not, said the queen. They are both very lonely. Tommy is an avid reader, and he reads and reads and reads. That is how he escapes his loneliness. Astrid doesn't read as much, and she desperately wants someone to pay attention to her. Sometimes she acts out just to get attention especially from her parents, but they still don't seem to notice. Tommy and Astrid have had quite a rivalry for attention, so they don't play together very often. Instead, they compete in everything. Every day, they compete for their pinball scores. Tommy just scored the highest score. And when Astrid sees that later, today, she will be furious. She will want to beat that score if she were to see you in this machine. Well, I don't know what would happen, sighed the queen. After pausing for a moment, the queen continued. She would want to capture you and claim you for her own. I believe she would become obsessed with you, said the queen in a warning tone. This sounds like a dangerous place for me to be, said Jelicina, 
as she pondered everything the queen had just told her. As Jalasena sat there talking to the queen, it suddenly became darker, as if a giant shadow was hovering over them. Jalasena looked up and saw Astrid's face pressed against the glass, staring down at her. Chapter 4 Jelicina was so startled, she gasped and hopped backward, stepping on the queen's face. And now you have met Astrid. Now if you would kindly remove your foot from my face, said the queen. At this point, Astrid had pulled away from the glass and was staring down at it from a few feet above. She watched as Jelicina moved inside the pinball machine. Astrid was hypnotized. She studied Jelicina's curious little round figure with her perfectly fitted orange polka dot dress, her orange shoes, her unusual hat, and her little yellow handbag. To Astrid, Jelicina was a doll come to life, a doll that no one else had, but that she could possess. Forgetting about Astrid for a moment, Jelicina moved her foot and looked down at the queen. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. I was just so startled, said Jelicina. Yes, darling, I understand. Worry not. Your problems have just grown astronomically. No pun intended, laughed the queen. Clever, said the king as he winked at the queen. I can see that, said Jelicina as she glanced up at Astrid who was still hovering over the pinball machine. She couldn't peel her eyes from Jelicina. You're mine. I must have you, said Astrid in a determined voice. Oh, here we go. Quickly, back under the bumper. The one closest to the king. She won't be able to see you there, said the queen. Astrid looked away for just a moment as she placed her hands on the pinball paddle controls. When she looked back, she could no longer see Jelicina. Where are you? She demanded. Jelicina was crouched under a large bumper with a spade on top of it, hugging the center as tightly as she could in hopes that she would not be spotted. Don't you dare murmured the queen. Jelicina could hardly breathe. I will find you. I'm a master of this game, declared Astrid. Then the familiar clacking sound started again, and Speedball sprang into action. Astrid shot him straight into the machine, 
and he began to bounce around. When he slid to the bottom of the machine, hoping to catch a rest, Astrid shot him right back as she masterfully controlled the paddles. Clack, 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 they went. Every time Jelicina thought that Speedball would stop, he came flying back with a vengeance, hitting every bumper there was and setting off lights and bells. Jelicina felt as if she were inside a washing machine. Every time Speedball hit her bumper, it jolted her, but she held on tight. She wasn't going to let herself fall out into the middle of the machine and be run over by Speedball. This simply couldn't happen. If it did, Astrid would find a way to shake her from the machine and capture her. No, she had to hang on tight. You are doing wonderfully, darling. Amazing, said the queen in an encouraging voice. I know you're in there and I will find you, called out Astrid. She didn't let up. She went on for hours trying to knock Jelicina out of her hiding place. She only stopped when Tommy interrupted her and said, Astrid, come, Nanny is looking for you. It's dinner time. Then he glanced at her score and said, I'm impressed. You've far outdone my score. You can take a break now. Oh, but I can't, said Astrid. Why not? asked Tommy. Be- because- 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 said Astrid hesitantly. She was unsure if she should tell Tommy about Jealousina. If he saw her, he would be jealous, and he would want her too. And she was Astrid's. Because what? said Tommy. Astrid stood quietly for a moment as Speedball quieted down. Jelicina didn't move. She knew that Tommy and Astrid were looking at the machine. She was waiting with ears pricked, waiting to see what would happen. What is it? said Tommy, who was growing impatient. He wanted to eat dinner. Astrid was still deciding what to say or not to say. Finally, Tommy started to walk away and said, Suit yourself, but it's dinner time and we're having macaroni and cheese and I told Nanny that I would tell you. Just as Tommy was about to walk through the playroom door, Astrid said, There's a little creature hiding in the pinball machine, and I want her. Tommy's eyes widened, and he stopped and turned around. What happened next is a tale for another time. Okay, so now you know the little cliffhanger, or I should say the big cliffhanger that I was talking about at the beginning of this episode. I'm leaving you with a cliffhanger. You are going to have to wait 
until episode 102 to find out what happens next with Jealousina. And I like it because we are all going to go on this journey together. And I want to take a moment now to thank Walker, Thaddeus, Emma, Rue, Madeline, and Amelia for writing me in comments last week, either writing them in or leaving voicemail messages. I love them all and I listened to them all and I left you all a voicemail back. So thank you for doing that. And if you want to leave me one, just go to gooptales.com where it says leave a 90 second message for Maria. At the bottom of the page, you just click that button and you can leave me a voicemail message and I'll leave you one back. Now, if you have a goop idea that you want to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it in. You can send it in through the voicemail that I just talked about, or you can write it in, or you can write it in a review on iTunes, which I love when you leave me a review on iTunes, especially if it's five-star, because that helps to spread the word about goop tales. I'm always wanting to have more people listen to Goop Tales. It keeps me inspired and it keeps me going. So please help me spread the word. If you want to see the cover drawing for this story, just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 101. You can see the cover art. You can get a free coloring page on Jealousina and you can see what it looks like to be inside a pinball machine. And if you have a picture you want to draw of Jealousina, just ask a grown-up to take a picture of it and load it up onto Facebook or Instagram and tag us at Gooptales and we will put it on our social media. Okay, that's it for today's episode. I hope you liked the cliffhanger. Let me know what you think by leaving me a message. And I will see you in the next Goop Tale.